Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha! Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm really happy that you're here with us again today. Today we'll be looking at anxiety one day at a time. You're listening to this podcast as an audio, so I know you very well may have some interest in books that we suggest on audio. For the listeners of Anxiety Coaches Podcast, Audible is offering a free audio download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This is a fabulous opportunity to download something that we talk about on the podcast. For example, today I'll reference the book Courage to Change, One Day at a Time in Al-Anon. This book can be downloaded for free from Audible. If you like what we're talking about and you want to know more, you could do that today. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial for your free audiobook. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial. The link is also in the show notes and on the website for your convenience. So here we go. Anxiety one day at a time. Many years ago in my life, I had reason to attend Al-Anon meetings, and I purchased this book. So this has to be how many years ago? Mm, Maybe 25 years ago. And the book is kind of falling apart, but I've always kept it and dragged it all over with me as I've moved and as my life has changed many times. And it's always a source of comfort of being able to look something up really quickly. Now, I don't pull it out very often these days. I have a lot of other ways to keep myself calm and inspired. But I wanted to share this with you because it was so also comforting to me back in the day that um, I really have to think that it might I might need to credit it a bit uh, for some of my progress getting through my anxiety. I wanted to, I looked up one of the, uh, in the index, one of the quotes and readings. They have, it's the one page reading every day uh, that was around anxiety. And I'm just going to share some little pieces of it with you. So it starts out, when I am trying to tackle tough problems or cope with stressful situations, and I've done all I can for the moment, what then? Now, what I want to say here is I get that question all the time. There's this feeling, because we talk about doing what we can, right, in our lives. We have to take care of business. We have to move forward, go on about our days, go to work, take care of the children, take care of ourselves. And then what? Um, What comes after we have done what we can for our own personal lives, for the people around us, And then what? Well, if you have anxiety, what then is that the mind goes into overdrive with all the possibilities of things that could go wrong, all the things that you might have done differently or should have done differently, and, oh, all the catastrophes that could happen. 
from either what you didn't do or what you did do. It's actually a no-win situation. The, the reading goes on. I can do something that will nurture my mind, body, or spirit. Now that, in my mind, is good medicine, right? That's what we should we should do. We should move on and do something good for our self, nurture our mind, our body, or our spirit. And, you know, we talk on here about the multitude of ways that we can do that. It can be something as simple as turning the radio on in your car or your put your music station on to the the music that you love versus having to listen to the news. It can be taking a, a warm, hot shower or bath. We can go on and on with those. And someday that would be a great show, uh, having everyone send in their favorite ways to nurture themselves, mind, body, or spirit. The reading goes on to say... Um, I could have something nutritious to eat. It goes on to meditate, read a book, meet a friend for coffee, etc. Al-Anon, it says, is a program of action in which we recognize that we have choices about what we do with our time. Now, our last show was about time. And um, what we do with our time can determine how much time we feel like we have or how little time we feel like we have. It's about how we perceive it and what we do in those moments. It goes on to talk about needing to do something constructive and something nurturing with the time that might otherwise be filled and wasted on worry. Now, boy, don't we know that. Worry. We fill the moments with worry, and then, at the end of the day, say we have no. T- we had no time, so we can become more conscious of this. And again, just like I said in the last show on on the um, time that we have, we do it by being conscious, by being aware, and not beating ourselves up when we find that we did things that we would have really like to have done it differently, such as we did spend the whole day in worry, or we did see every catastrophe that was possible from uh, from what we were going to do or the plans that we made. We didn't just drop it and move on and do something nice for ourselves. We thought of every possible negative thing that could happen. So we see that. That's the point I want to make. So you see that. You say, wow, that's where I went today. Isn't that interesting? And this gives gives us an opportunity to insert some compassion. We talked about that on other podcasts also. This gives us a chance to be kind to ourselves. This is the voice we need to use with ourselves, is a voice that we would use with a struggling five-year-old. They could understand the language, but they need the love and the care and the softness of the words also in order to be able to pick themselves up, put the pieces back together, and move on. We need that too. And it's an inside job. It's not something you're saying outwardly. No one can hear you. But you need to give yourself that kind of nurturance and self-love. The reading goes on further down to say, 
Even though I may be powerless to change my circumstances, I certainly am not helpless. I can use my time to do something good for myself. When I treat myself with love and tenderness, I am better able to deal with the challenges that life presents. I have a chance to feel good even when surrounded by crisis. This is really important for those of us who struggle with negative thinking and anxiety, that we have choices, that we have the ability to treat ourselves with love and tenderness, and that we have a chance to feel good because when we feel good, we take better care of ourselves and the things around us, and that we can feel good even when surrounded by crisis. So this is very important. I um, spend a lot of time with people I talk with, either in our group coaching or private sessions, and even with family members that are asking for some assistance, that we can have peace in our heart, even if the world around us, the village around us, our family is in crisis. We can still find the peace. And I know this firsthand. So how do we how do we make that happen? It's not like flipping a switch. It doesn't happen overnight or just because we understand that it's possible. It happens from practicing everything that we talk about on here, from meditating to having good self-talk, nurturing self-talk, to taking care of the body and the, the mind by taking care of what we think, of using our wise mind, not believing every thought that comes across the stage of our thinking. We need to practice these things. And the biggest one to be able to make the other ones fall into place is the meditation. You can call it whatever you like. I was raised in a tradition um, that had receptive prayer. And actually, when you look at it, it really looks more like meditation. It's a very quiet time, and it's sort of being receptive to what is out there versus, um, you know, prayer of asking or uh, rote prayer. So this very much, if you check all the traditions, there are all kinds of different ways to put the mind-body into a receptive place to be able to receive healing, to receive uh, relaxation, meaning letting the muscles relax, letting go of, of ruminating thoughts, of busy thinking. We all need this quiet place. And find it how you might. The most um, middle-of-the-road kind of way is simple meditation, quieting the mind. Maybe you need to first start with guided meditations that are on an app or um, that you record even yourself in your own voice. I understand that very much from uh, my clients that that is a very important first step for some people. And then you can graduate into more silent meditation when you've gotten used to some silent spaces in your guided meditations. 
Um, I really think that this is important to be able to know that even though you don't like the silent meditation right now, it doesn't mean that you won't in the future. So find a way that works for you. 10 minutes in the morning and let it be just to start or 10 minutes in the afternoon, wherever you can find your space to sit quietly, to let the thoughts just drift down and slow down. And sometimes they speed up. But when we're sitting quietly and purposefully, we can say, I'm here to notice these thoughts. And we note them and we let them go. And we note the next thought and we let it go. We don't need to travel with it or dance with it. We can find ourselves doing that. Quite often, no matter how long you've been meditating, you will find yourself coming back and going, oh, how long was I gone with that uh, mind thought, with that story in my mind? It's kind of interesting to see how easily that can happen. That's perfectly fine. You just come back to the breath again, or you come back to the audio that you're listening to, or you come back to whatever concentration piece you are using to keep your mind occupied. So the breath is the great one because it's always with us and we don't need to control the breath. We just want to keep our mind on it. That's our way of of meditating. So my point of that little diatribe with uh, meditation is that it is about taking the time to do it and get used to doing it on just this very regular basis because we learn to find that quiet, peaceful place that's always in there. We get to find it more easily than when we are thrown off balance, when we are feeling anxious, or we've had a panic attack and we need to calm down now, need to get back on keel. We can find it much more easily when we have practiced going there in the regular moments of our life. So the last piece on the meditation that I want to mention is that you don't need to be hard on yourself when you've had a panic attack and thought, I need to meditate and calm down. I can't do it. There's something wrong with me. What is wrong with me? I I can't do this. That is not the time to meditate. We want to meditate on a regular daily basis, as a regular practice. And it's it's not a tool to pull you out of a panic attack or in the middle of a very anxious moment. It is meant to give you the place that you can go to over and over again and you can find more easily on a regular basis. The more often you go to that quiet, quiet place behind your heart that you find during meditation or whatever visual you use, the more often you do that on a regular basis, the more often you'll be able, that will come top of mind when you're having a difficult time. And it'll be like, I know that place. I can go there again. And it takes the fear out of the moment, takes the fear out of the Anxiety is going to be there forever. The panic attack is never going to end. So just keep doing it. We get there when we get there, and we're not hard on ourselves no matter how long it takes, but just keep doing it. It's one of those things that you won't even notice 
until one day when you say, I do this so easily. And even when I'm stressed, I'm able to go there and find a little bit of peace in a life of chaos, in a difficult crisis. I know this personally, and I know it from the many, many, many clients that I have that have been able to go there when they were in difficult situations. It's not the time to try to learn it in a difficult situation, but after you have practiced long enough, you will find that you can pull it up. It is top of mind, and you remember how to get there by heart. So, my last words on anxiety and one day at a time is that recovery, to me, recovery is recovery is recovery. I have um, much respect for all of the 12-step programs and just would highly suggest that if you are interested in more of a, like a daily reader or more information on uh, any of these 12-step kind of programs, there seems to be nowadays one for everything, it's a good place to go. It's a good place to start or do some reading about because I know from personal experience that I think that it was a really big part of my being able to trust that I could change my thinking. And in changing my thinking, because that was what I could control, the world around me began to shift and change too. So I hope that this has been um, helpful for you. That's it for this episode. But before I read today's quote, I want to offer you the opportunity to take healing your anxiety panic to the next level. In the podcast, we share everything you need to know to begin to clear your anxiety panic, to get on the path. But with a little personal guidance and the right group of people around you, the sky's the limit. I'd like to invite you to sign up for our group coaching membership program. It's an even deeper dive into what you learn in these episodes. You receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets emailed to you monthly, twice a month recorded group coaching calls to make sure you are making the progress you want to make, and a secret Facebook group for coach and community support all month long. Jump in and stay as long as you need. I'm only allowing up to 40 people to join the program, so if you're serious about clearing your anxiety panic, then go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. And now for today's quote. You must learn to let go. Release the stress. You were never in control anyway. And that's from Steve Maraboli. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 